This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Wednesday, February 17th, special edition of the program. We're going to kind of spin ahead, try to get you ready for the start of free agency, which begins in exactly one month from today. And um, this guest that I have on the program is someone I've had on before, and the reason why I have him on again now is because there's one team in particular that I would not be surprised if the Giants dip into their free agent pool. Um, and that team, of course, is the New England Patriots, where head coach Joe Judge has a connection, having worked for Bill Belichick for a number of years. So here to help me break down some of the free agents from the Patriots that I think the Giants might have an interest in is my good friend and my colleague over from Locked On Patriots, Mike DeBate. Mike, thanks so much for joining me on the program. Uh, Patricia, always my honor, always my pleasure to join you here on Locked On Giants. Thank you for having me today. And yeah, the last time I was uh, with you here on Locked On Giants, we talked about um, a little bit of a Foxborough flavor finding its way to the Meadowlands, on the blue side of the Meadowlands anyway. And uh, yeah, I have a feeling that that's going to continue this offseason. Uh, there might be some Patriots targets uh, that are within uh, uh, Joe Judge's purview uh, in uh, the land of the NYG. So um, yeah, let's let's kick it off and let's, uh, let's, let's talk some, uh, some football in this area. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. So the first guy... I think the Giants are probably going to make a pitch for, and I've made this point before, the Giants running back situation is such that only Saquon Barkley is under contract and being the only running back with any kind of extensive NFL experience. Everybody else on the running back depth chart is a free agent. I have a gut feeling. Now I know um, the Patriots have James White and Rex Burkhead are scheduled to be unrestricted free agents from the running back group. I just can't shake this feeling that James White is going to be a target. Do you agree? And what can you tell us about James White? I definitely agree that James White will be a target for the Giants. I think he's going to be a target for quite a few teams. Look, there's no denying the fact that James still continues to be one of the best role-specific running backs in the NFL, Patricia. Um, he's best known as a third-down specialist. There's no question about that. But he can be used effectively on all three downs as well. Something I don't think he gets enough credit for is his versatility. He is at his best when he's catching passes out of the backfield, really at his best when he's in those up-tempo situations, two-minute drills. Go back, take a look at the Super Bowl 51 footage in the closing moments of that game, or at least in the second half of that game. James White was a tremendous asset to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Comes up big in big games. 
So that's definitely something that's going to be a draw. It's going to be an allure for teams to want to get him in and try to uh, make him a part of their franchise. James is one of the best guys I've ever covered from a locker room perspective, media availability. Uh, his teammates absolutely love him. He had a tumultuous year in 2020. Uh, and unfortunately, for those of you that do know, some of you may not, uh, James's 2020 was shrouded in tragedy this year, uh, having lost his father in a tragic car accident in Florida. That also seriously injured his mom. That took a real, real toll on James this year and his teammates, everyone in the Patriots organization trying to rally around him. But you could just see that James was not the same player this year. That is not a regression or a decline in his ability. I think he tried to muster up everything he could to play through it this year. And anyone that's been in those circumstances, losing a parent, losing a loved one, it's very difficult to be able to get back into the swing of things and do your job effectively, no matter what job uh, that may be. Now, he did finish with respectable numbers, 121 rushing yards, which, again, he's not a rushing specialist, so that's not a big surprise. Did have two rushing touchdowns, 375 yards receiving out of the backfield, one touchdown. His numbers dipped, his role dipped a little bit, but again, like I said, I think that's more because of the circumstances rather than his ability. So he's also someone that can be very valuable in special teams as well. And of course, Joe Judge coming from New England, having coached special teams and that being his specialty, Joe is going to have a definite sharp eye on that. So I look for the Giants to target James White. There is a familiarity between Joe Judge and James White. I think there will be at least dialogue there. And I can't highly recommend this guy enough. I would love to say with any degree of accuracy and certainty that he would be back in New England. That's my first preference. But in terms of a fit with an organization, I can see the Giants being someone that intrigues James White. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, to the point where uh, he may be seriously looking at them as a possible destination. Now, James, I believe, is 29 years old, and I'm looking at SpotRack's uh, calculated market value. They're projecting a $3 million average annual salary. To compare that to what Dion Lewis got, who I believe was also a, once with the Patriots, Dion Lewis got one year, $1.55 million, it looks like, from, from uh, the Giants this past year. And I don't think he's going to be back, obviously. I think James White is going to be a top target um, and, and probably not going to be an ultra expensive target, I would think, you know, given that he would be a role player and also maybe be able to give the Giants that peace of mind if Saquon Barkley's return is delayed. So definitely somebody to keep an eye on from the Patriots. Now let's look at some of the other spots here. I'm looking at um, the defensive tackles. And the reason why I'm looking at the defensive tackles is I wonder what is going to happen with um, Dalvin Tomlinson of the Giants. I don't know if the Giants are going to be able to retain him. And I see the Patriots have Lawrence Sky, who's 31 years old, and Adam Butler, 27, um, amongst the defensive tackles coming up. For, and, and wait, is there one other one? Okay, yeah, and Carl, Carl Davis, who's 29. Do you anticipate any of those guys maybe being targeted by Joe Judge if the Giants develop that need at defensive uh, tackle? Well, I can see uh, Joe Judge being interested in all of these guys, to be honest with you, Patricia. In terms of who may be the ultimate target at the end of the day, 
I would say Adam Butler would be someone that could be had for the right price. The Patriots are definitely going to want Butler back. He was a big part of the interior of that defensive line this year. Not only were he and Lawrence guys so um, indelible at being able to stop the run for the Patriots, and I know some people are going to roll their eyes and say, well, wasn't that one of the Achilles heels of the Patriots? That was really more to a lack of a mid-presence in the interior of that defensive line. Butler and uh, Guy were, were phenomenal this year in trying to play a hybrid nose tackle and not only do that, but play their own roles at the same time. Simply too much for two guys to ask for. They just lack that presence in the middle that allowed them to really be specialists. Uh, Guy is someone that I know that the Patriots are going to want to do everything they can to retain. Does that mean it's a foregone conclusion that they'll retain him? No. And if Lawrence Guy does hit the open market and starts getting some free agent offers, uh, it could lessen his ability to be back in New England. And if that's the case, then I would look for Joe Judge to throw his hat into the ring with Lawrence Guy because he's definitely the gem of the three players that you've mentioned. But Adam Butler is not too far behind on him. Um, you know, there are definite uh, opportunities for Butler to shine in a defense such as the one in which the Giants uh, employ. Butler is durable. He appeared in 15 of the Patriots' 16 games, um, you know, 481 defensive snaps. Uh, and, you know, it's he really he played more than just one role. He can align in that multiple defensive line techniques throughout the season. He's moved around the front line on a regular basis. So his versatility may make him someone uh, that might be uh, a target for uh, for Joe Judge and the, uh, the the New York Giants. Ultimately, though, I think the Patriots would like to have Adam back, but they're not going to get into a bidding war um, for a player of his caliber. I think they're going to save that for a guy like Lawrence Guy. So realistically, I think he could be had. You mentioned Carl Davis. Carl Davis is probably going to come at a relatively uh, inexpensive contract because of the injury problems he had this year. I think, according to what I've heard, the Patriots would be amenable to bringing him back on a reasonable deal, and I think Carl would be amenable to that as well. So if I'm the Giants, the guy I'm looking for out of those three is going to be Adam Butler most closely. And Adam Butler, let's see, he's six four, uh, three hundred pounds. Let's see, I think he he was what a was he a draft pick? Yeah, two thousand no, he was a free agent in two thousand seventeen, so still young. And last year he played on a one year three point two five nine million deal, which I would have to think is going to be way less than what Dalvin Tomlinson is going to draw on the open market. Now, just folks, to be clear, there is a, a pretty deep class for defensive linemen, especially interior defensive linemen. The Giants could theoretically solve that problem if if, if they lose Dalvin Tomlinson. They also have B.J. Hill on the roster, who is a pretty good player. Lost kind of, kind of got lost in the shuffle after the Giants acquired Leonard Williams from the Jets, but certainly a possibility as well. But, um, you know, just in terms of familiarity, you know, that was a guy, another guy that kind of jumped out at me was Adam Butler as, as possibly someone the Giants will kick the can on. Folks, you're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena and special guest Mike DeBate. He is the host of Locked on Patriots, and we're kind of previewing the Patriots free agents because I have a feeling the Giants are going to go after uh, one or two. So stay with us. We'll be right back to talk more with Mike and, we'll t- and free agency. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. 
BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trana, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants Segment 2, and get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And we are speaking today with Mike DeBate. He is the host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, and I'm always happy to have him on the program because whenever the opportunity pops up you know we're not in the same division obviously we're not even in the same conference but I, I just welcome the opportunity to talk with Mike because he's just so good and uh, Mike let's get back to some of the other Patriot targets you know I'm looking at the rest of the list here you know I see Jason McCourty is, is going to be a free agent. I I have a feeling he's going to want to go back to to uh, the Patriots, and I don't think the Giants will necessarily have the the means to get a guy like that. Um, and I'm just looking down the list here. I is there anybody I might be missing? You know, they have Sha- they have Shaquille Calhoun, an outside linebacker. I I don't know that there might be an interest there. Justin Bethel, maybe a cornerback. I mean, is there anybody else that we haven't touched upon that you think might be an under the radar type of guy that Joe Judge might might be interested in? Well, you mentioned Justin Bethel, and I think he's intriguing, Patricia, for a number of reasons. First of all, you did mention he is a corner, but if you really look at Justin Bethel's value to a team, uh, cornerback is not essentially where he is at his best. This is a special team specialist, one of the best in the league. And with the premium that a guy like Joe Judge places on special teams, he may help to be able to provide a role and he may help to be able to fill dual roles. Uh, the New England Patriots uh, in uh, the 2020 offseason brought in Adrian Phillips from uh, the, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. And I had the opportunity to cover Adrian when I covered the Chargers a few years ago. And I was so happy to see him come in. And everybody was saying, oh, this guy's special team specialist. He's really going to be he was a pro bowler special teamer. So everyone is assuming he comes in and he's going to be a special team specialist. Adrian Phillips made more contributions this year for the New England Patriots on the defensive side of the ball than he did in special teams. I mean, you can make that argument. He had the ability and he had the opportunity all along. He just needed the chance to be able to prove it on the field. And the Patriots provided him for that. I think in a lot of ways, if the Giants are looking for 
an under-the-radar type um, secondary. He's not going to be a number one or a number two corner, but he can actually do a pretty effective job of being a cover corner and also being a major specialist in the kicking game operations, uh, especially with special teams. Justin is one of those types of players that really can play a valuable role. I know the Patriots would love to have him back. I'm not sure if it's going to be feasible at this point with Matthew Slater uh, expected to return uh, unless something changes with him and he decided to retire. The Patriots now have a log jam at that special team. So if the right price is out there, maybe Justin Bethel can be had. And I think he can fill a couple of dual roles uh, for uh, for the New York Giants. And he would be a good fit. Um, he is a guy that was coached by Joe here in 2019. So that could end up being an opportunity as well. You mentioned Shalikwe Calhoun. And I think Calhoun goes under the radar as a linebacker. This is a position that the Patriots are a little bit thin at. And I know Shalikwe is someone that they would like to at least entertain the idea of keeping around. Um he did have a solid impact on the Patriots' front seven as a role player. 11 quarterback pressures, two sacks, four hits, five hurries. And he also forced a couple of pair of key fumbles. Um, he's relatively durable. Uh, he can play, again, on special teams. But one of the big things about Shalikwe is having a nose for the ball. And that's something that good coaching staffs that are trying to build young cores uh, will be able to take a look at. So, if I'm the New York Giants, I may look to him as well. Uh, these guys are going to be role players. They're not going to be high impact. But if you build a roster with a strong foundation, it allows you to be able to cultivate some of your stars for the future. So if I'm the Giants, I'm keeping an eye on those two. Again, under the radar, but could pay dividends in the long run, especially in the right system. Yeah, you know, I want to go back, uh, if I could, to uh, Justin Bethel. You mentioned he's a special teamer. Was he the guy that kind of stepped in after the Patriots lost Nate Solder? Uh, not Nate Solder, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Nate Abner. Uh, in some ways, actually, I think it was more Cody Davis, uh, the free agent that they signed in the off season uh, for um, uh, for the uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars, excuse me, um, and brought in. I think he took over more of that Nate Ebner role, that hybrid type safety that's always in the middle of the field on special teams. Uh, Nate did that so well up here; he was such a favorite of Bill Belichick, and I was glad to see him move on. If he had to move on, I was glad to see him move on to an organization like the Giants because it's an area where I know he'd be able to thrive and obviously a favorite of Joe Judge as well. Bethel was really sort of like the compliment to Matthew Slater, the specialist that always knows where the ball is, is able to draw a beat on it, down the ball inside the five. We saw Justin make several plays. Uh, goal line stands on special teams were a, a big part of that. And also on the kickoff and the, and the punt coverage teams, you know, he was really a big part of both return squads. He can be used as a flanker in the field goal units. Um, when it comes to extra points, he's very active in the blocking um, opportunities there as well. He actually blocked an extra point in week seven versus the 49ers. Um, but again, there's just so much versatility in the way Justin is able to uh, approach uh, special teams. And that to me is where his value is. But again, the Giants also may look at him and say, this is a guy that could play some corner just because he hasn't done it a whole lot. Doesn't mean that he can't do it and hang with these guys. Um, I pointed to uh, Adrian Phillips earlier because I think there were a lot of similarities in terms of what the perception was when these guys were brought in. Not a lot of people believe that uh, that Adrian would have the defensive impact that he did when he signed here in New England, but they utilized him in a different fashion than a lot of other people did. The Giants, I think, could employ a guy like uh, Justin Bethel maybe a little differently than other teams would. 
Interesting, because, you know, Nate Ebner was brought down for the special teams. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the, you know, do kind of a little bit of a recap on the on the Patriots that the Giants brought down uh, from New England. But um, it, it, it was just it was kind of surprising because, you know, Nate Ebner always was like Robin to, to Matthew Slater's Batman. And I just mm-hmm. wondered if it may be Bethel, you know, took, took up that mantle, if you will. So, uh, but it, and it sounds like uh, Bethel is also a guy that they can, I guess, use on defense too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's not no, again, he's not known for his cornerback prowess and that probably is not what's going to earn him some free agency looks out there. Ultimately, I mean, he's used very sparingly in that regard, but he does have the ability to play, uh, you know, some, uh, some corner. Uh, he's played the safety position as well. He's done so in Arizona. He's done so in Baltimore, where he spent a good, uh, you know, portion of his career as well. Uh, instead, uh, you know, spending some uh, time with the Atlanta Falcons as well. So he has played all over the field when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. And core special teamers have the ability to be those chameleon type players. You can plug and play into various roles on defense, and they can line up in a lot of different formations. Uh, with Phillips, I think it made it a little bit easier for the Patriots to line him up because he had experience playing that hybrid safety that almost like that fifth linebacker on the field or whatnot uh, to be able to get you into the front seven he's played all over Justin is a little bit more of a specialist than that but he does have versatility in the back uh, field and maybe a, a, an opportunity to flex those muscles a little bit could show another dimension as to what he's able to do. But I've enjoyed covering him uh, over the past few years here in New England and I hope he sticks around. <laughs> he's uh, you know, he's going to be 31 on the wrong side of 30, but there's still a lot of life left in those legs, no question about it. So um, he's a guy that I'm very high on, and I can imagine that the Giants may want to take a look at him. Now, is there anyone else from amongst the, the UFAs that you think were is kind of flying under the radar as a possibility for the Giants? I mean, obviously you can't go to one t- to the, to the one well, if you will, but sometimes, you know, maybe we're missing somebody. I don't know. Are we? Um, I mean, it, it depends on what your needs are, and it depends on what teams are you know out there. I know in terms of wide receiver assistance, Damir Bird was excellent for the New England Patriots this year. I think that's a guy they would love to have back, but ultimately it's going to depend on who's throwing him the football and what the season is going to look like. If the Giants are looking for some help on the offensive side of the ball, maybe giving Daniel Jones a speedy receiver, someone that can get open, uh, run routes very well. Uh, we saw Demir Bird be able to do that in um, in New England this year. Um, again, I think this is a guy that they would like to have back. All indications are that the Patriots are going to make every opportunity to bring back Demir. I think they really liked what they saw from him, but he's a guy that could be out there that a lot of people might uh, be looking at. We mentioned James White earlier. Rex Burkett could be an option as well. If the Patriots decided that they wanted to try to do everything they could to retain James's services, Rex might be out there for the uh, um, for the taking. And look, for all of the difficulty that he's had in staying on the field, when he's on the field, uh, Rex is very... Um, very much potent and very much a part of what the Patriots love to do on offense, utilizing play action, being able to run up, you know, good, solid runs on first and second down. And he's pretty good at receiving the ball out of the backfield as well. So there's a name to mention. I know the Giants are always looking for uh, free agent help when it comes to the offensive line. I know that's always been um, an area. I know there might be a little bit, you know, maybe once bitten, twice shy when it comes to, um, you know, Nate Solder, but, uh, 
if they're looking for uh, you know options right now, I think the Patriots' two biggest options on the uh, the offensive line right now are Joe Tooney and David Andrews. I think they might be a little bit out of the price range of what the Giants are looking to spend, primarily. Uh, Joe Tooney, who's looking to command some pretty big money on the free agent market. Uh, Andrews, again, I think is a guy that the Patriots would love to have back, but nobody knows better than Joe Judge how valuable David Andrews is to that offensive line, and I'm sure he'd love to see a guy like him, uh, you know, come into uh, you know to um, wear the uh, the giant blue. So those are players I think that we're you know looking at right now, but. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason in New England with all of the free agents that uh, that the Patriots right now uh, have to uh, to either employ or make a decision on. Uh, they've got their work cut out for them. It's good they had the extra time this year because my, my anticipation is that they're definitely going to need it. You're listening to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trena and special guest Mike DeBate, the host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, as we go over some of the potential New York Giant free agents that may come from the New England Patriots, given the Joe Judge connection. Uh, Stay with us. When we come back, we'll have more thoughts and a wrap-up on the special edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Have you tried the all-new and improved Built Bar? If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew and, most importantly, great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your next purchase. Visit BuiltBar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you, and I'm joined by special guest Mike DeBate. And Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Arpine are joined every week by a Locked On Draft expert to talk about prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. And Mike, I want to go back a little bit and and talk, kind of rehash, um, because the Giants have some free agents obviously coming up as well, some of whom Joe Judge brought down with him from New England. And and the one that kind of jumps out at me is Nate Ebner. Now, with the Patriots, Nate was not really – you know, he's listed as a defensive back, specifically a safety. And I believe he only played something like five snaps during his time in New England. He played a little bit more down here with the Giants. And I just felt like, you know, the Giants going from Michael Thomas from 2019, who was also a special teamer, a safety, and I believe he was a captain as well. I felt like the Giants kind of dropped off a little bit with Nate Ebner. I mean, I know you didn't follow the Giants closely, but did you start to see maybe a decline with Ebner that that Belichick 
was willing to let him go or, or, you know, was it just one of those things that just happened? Uh, I think it might have been a little bit of both, where I tried to keep my eye on Nate this year because, again, he's a player that I've covered here in New England for a number of years, uh, someone that always seemed to be in the right place at the right time. A lot of that was coaching, but a lot of that goes on the shoulders of Nate because he is such a um, an aware player and, and very, very good when it comes to knowing where to be on the football field at all times, especially on special teams. Um, I've noticed the decline uh, from what I've seen, and again, I haven't been as closely tuned in to the Giants on a day-to-day basis um, as your fan base, or definitely not uh, as, as much as you have, Patricia, but there is a little bit of, of a decline, and, and I've seen that. Um, with the Patriots, I think they saw an opportunity at this point to look at what they had. I think they wanted to try to bring Nate back, but they had a price in mind, as the Patriots usually do, and they weren't going to exceed that. Um I still think Nate has some things left. I really and truly do. I don't think he's at the end of his rope just quite yet uh, when it comes to uh, to that uh, that type of uh, um, role in uh, in the Giants uh, defense and also in special teams. But ultimately, uh, yeah, he's going to have to step up a little bit this year in order to really prove his worth. If that's something where the Giants decide that they wanted to bring him back, I wouldn't necessarily think that's a bad move because, again, he is a very good locker room guy. He's a very versatile player, and the prowess he brings on special teams, especially with Joe Judge being the head coach, uh, you know he places such a value and such a, um, a premium on those type players. So, it may have been a little disappointing this year for Giants fans, and I can see where you're coming from on that. But uh, if they do decide to bring him back and he is in the fold uh, for 2021, I look for an improvement this year from him simply because I think he'll be more comfortable in a new system. Um, and I think he'll uh, uh, he'll be able to uh, step up his game. This is a kid that's consistently done it in the past. I don't expect anything less from him now. Now, actually, Mike, I want to back up a little bit because I should have started this segment off with this question, but let me just kind of pick your brain a little bit. Because Joe comes from the Belichick tree and the Saban tree, Belichick and well, not so much Saban because it's college, but Belichick in particular just seems to have a knack of when to give up not give up on a player, but when to move on from a player versus when to continue developing them. And I'm just wondering, you know, again, you know what free agents the Patriots lost to the Giants last year. How many of those guys do you think maybe, you know, Joe will look at and say, you know what, I think I've taken this guy as far as he can go. It's time to to maybe look for an upgrade. You know, we mentioned Nate Abner. Dion Lewis, I think, is going to be another guy that they're going to move on from. I mean, um, I'd have to pull up the list here. Matter of fact, let me do that real quick. I'll pull up the list of giants and uh, free agents. And uh, oops, of course, now the page isn't working. But, uh, you know, Dion Lewis, I know, is definitely one. Um, Logan Ryan is a guy they re-signed. They obviously love him. I think Logan Ryan, by the way, has gotten better, (laughs) to be honest with you. I don't know if you agree. I would. I've covered Logan up here, and I always was impressed by uh, not just the work ethic that he provided on the field, but I was always impressed by he by 
his ability to always seem to get better. And I continue to see that in him. This is a guy that's never satisfied. Uh, he's constantly looking to make himself better. He's constantly looking to improve his craft. His work ethic is tremendous, but the skill level is very high there as well. I thought it was a brilliant re-signing for the Giants to bring back Logan. So happy for him because he is one of the great guys that I've had the chance to cover up here in New England. So excellent move by the Giants when it comes to that. And I, I look for him to be a pretty big part of what they do defensively. I agree with you on Deion Lewis. Uh, again, another player that I really enjoyed covering uh, here in uh, in New England. Uh, he was explosive and had the ability to take games over when he uh, when he was given the opportunity in New England. I actually tried to nickname him the Fire because he always brought the heat up here in New England when you needed a big play. It seemed like Deion Lewis always delivered uh, and really became a, a favorite of Tom Brady. Uh, you know, in terms of someone to lean on, but you know, I. I think that a lot of what you saw this year, you wrote about this very nicely, uh, you know, just a couple of days ago about not getting as many opportunities in the passing game, uh, ball security issues on kickoff returns. Those are issues that will land you in the Belichickian doghouse. That is also something that will land you in the Joe Judge uh, doghouse as well. They're very like-minded when it comes to that. Protecting the football is so important. So if the Giants are to pass on Deion Lewis, I think it would probably be something that might be expected from your fan base. I don't have an argument there. And I really don't have an argument when it comes to them passing on Nate Ebner. I think they're realizing that maybe the ties to, uh, you know, the head coach might have been the reason why he was brought in. But if there are other options out there, maybe younger, quicker, or better fits within your system, then you have to make the move. Joe Judge is not afraid to do that, folks. He will do it. He won't just hold on to him because he's a security blanket. But if Joe Judge does bring him back, there's something that he sees in Nate Ebner, and that's when I would expect improvement. If Joe Judge thinks that Nate's pretty much had it and his best days are far behind him, then I think he will indeed move on from him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, look, Nate Ebner, the big draw, like I said, was special teams. And it's interesting because the Giants' special teams last year, they had – quite a few more hiccups than I think they've had in the last two years. And I just kind of wonder, you know, what happened there? Was it, was it a matter of too many cooks in the kitchen? Was it a matter of, you know, too much change on personnel? I mean, just going back to the, to the Patriots, you know, for a second, because obviously that's where Joe got his most recent training, but how how often did they turn over special teams like massively? Uh, very seldom. I mean, the Patriots maintained a lot of continuity on special teams. They also maintain an ability to put some of their better coverage players on special teams, regardless of their role on the team. A lot of people point to guys like Sony Michelle. They point to guys like even going back a few years, Rob Gronkowski played a lot of special team snaps. He was a very important part of special teams coverage units, especially on field goal blocking, kick blocking, things of that nature. Rob suffered a season-ending injury on special teams at one point, and a lot of people pointed to Bill Belichick and said, how dare you? How dare you do that? Put one of your best players in a position like that. But that's simply how they, they go about their business. They take it very, very seriously, and they maintain continuity. It's a system that's been put in place for a number of years, and the Patriots do it well. That's why they consistently practice holding on to the football, um, making sure that they bring in competent guys that can not only punt but also kick patriots have been very fortunate in that regard having steven gostowski here for a number of years 
Of course, Adam Vinatieri before that. And now you're looking at a guy like Nick Folk this year who actually brought stability and continuity to a position that the Patriots didn't have a whole lot of in training camp. You can make the argument their kicking game was the most potent part of their offense this year. And that's something we haven't said in 20 years up here in New England. Uh, but also, Jake Bailey being a punter and having the ability to be able to do what he did. It's just finding players that can fit your role and be able to continue your system. Um, the personnel and the players that you bring in are very important to that. Um, but ultimately, it's the vision of the coaches, especially on special teams, that allows for that continuity. And I look for that to be a big staple for the Giants teams for many years to come. Yeah, I- <clears throat> Excuse me, I agree with you. I think, you know, last year I'd like to think it was just a one of those exceptions to the rules and that they bounced back this year. And of course, you know, it I think it hurt the Giants that they were missing their top two gunners from a year prior. Cody Core was on injured reserve and um, you know, they had lost Antonio Hamilton in in free agency and I don't think they ever really replaced those guys amongst other things and just just a different dynamic, but you know, look, it, I, I think that things will get better on the special teams unit. And, you know, Mike, and going down the rest of the Giants pending free agents, I think we touched on all the ones that had connections to New England. So on that note, um, we're going to wrap up today's program. And, um, you know, for those who, who follow the Patriots, let everybody know where to find your work and, and what you've got coming up. Absolutely. Well, Patricia, again, thank you for the opportunity to come on and talk Giants and Patriots football. A lot of synergy between these two fan bases and between these two organizations. Um, And it's always my pleasure and my honor to join you on the microphone. If you want to hear more about the Pats, folks, check me out each and every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Patriots is available uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be radio.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And uh, of course, you can find my written work at Full Press coverage.com slash Patriots and uh, always proud to be a part of this great team that we have here on Locked On uh, and uh, Patricia thank you so much for hosting me today really my honor and my pleasure and thank you Mike I appreciate you and folks make sure you pop on over to Giants Country I'm working on a scouting report it should actually be up by the time you hear this podcast Mike was kind enough to give us a, a little bit more um, of a written scouting report, if you will, on James White, who I, again, I think is going to be a Giants target. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out his work and all the work being done here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, We've got some great shows, some great new hosts. And uh, pretty soon when we get into, get heavily into the draft section, you'll be hearing from some of the college hosts who will talk about their school prospects. So we'll do everything we can to get you as informed as we can for the uh, for the upcoming draft. For Mike Debate, my name is Patricia Trainer Giant Fans. Thank you so much for listening and we will speak to you again tomorrow.